Time to welcome our next guest. He's been pretty topical lately. He's the general manager of Is the Sandful. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Darren Chandler joins us. Hello, Darren. Good afternoon. How are you? <laughs> Not bad. You enjoying all the commentary at the moment regarding the Sandful? Oh, it's great having Sandful on the news. It's such a, uh, a great competition, and um, our team do such a great job with football in this state. It's um, it's good to be talked about. All right, let me ask the big, hard-hitting questions first. Are you ready, Darren? Always ready, Roach. No, it's Kimbo. <laughs> Roach, oh, that's Kimbo. Yeah, Roach normally asks the tough questions. Uh, he's coming off. He, he's just preparing in the background. He is. He's coming off the long run-up. <laughs> uh, is, is it right that uh, you're getting rid of the Burley footballs and going to Sharon's next year? That is absolutely correct, yeah. Announced today, um, uh, Sharon, um, we've... Uh, um, negotiated a, um, a partnership with Sharon and we're delighted to have them on board um, for the next five years. So is that more a commercial arrangement or is it something to do with the AFL as well and trying to all use the same COD? Mm. Because they are different. Oh, it's not. It's, there's, no, there's no pressure at all from the AFL. This is a decision that mm. we've made. We've um, had a long-term partnership with Burley, which has been really um, excellent. Um, but we've, uh, we've, you know, we're determined to make sure that... Um, our, our state league competition is the best outside the AFL and our talent programs are the best in the nation and um, and uh, I think it's widely um, suggested that the Sharon Ball is the, mm. the lead product and that's why the AFL use it and and um, Sharon put you know an extremely good offer on the table to us and not only not even investment in South Australian football but what they intend to bring in terms of um, uh, the activations and promotion and, and uh, right across the board for football in this state. So it's a, it's a great outcome and we're really looking forward to it. You were very diplomatic there. As an old footballer, I'll say by a mile that the Sharon is a superior football to the Burley mm. Rouge, but that's just an editorial comment. Darren, before we drag the elephant into the room, you want to get back to Footy Park, but what do you want to do at Footy Park? Because mm. people suddenly think, oh, you're going to play Sanford Grand Finals there and all this sort of... What do you actually want to do at West Lakes? No, not at all. So Westlake, it's all about um, our our talent mm. uh, programs and our talent academies, and and giving um, our best under sixteen boys and girls and best under eighteen boys and girls um, our multicultural talent programs, yeah. our First Nations mm. talent programs, giving them somewhere to be a home and somewhere to train. And um, we've done that at Severn Oval, and we're currently doing that at Severn Oval now. But mm. um, with us uh, potentially moving from Severn Oval to allow the Crows. Um, to redevelop there, then we need a home and um, we need a long-term lease of an oval and that's uh, or a licence to use an oval and that's what we're working through at the moment with is, the city of Charles Sturt. Is the sticking point going to be lights again? We all went through that Royal Commission <laughs> to get lights at Footy Park all those years ago. Is it going to be a sticking point yet again? Well, lights will be really important. Obviously, we can't yeah. train at night without lights no. um, and our programs are run after hours. Mm. Um uh, the Adelaide Football Club, um, you know, they've got temporary lighting up there now for their um, AFLW team, um, and, uh, and they certainly need them in the short term for their uh, AFLW team. So lights are important, but you know, compared to what was there or is down at Alberton now, you know, at uh, 1500 lux, yeah. uh, we're talking community level lighting, okay. um, 200 lux. So um, no different to know, what Seton so, Ramblers have got down the road. Correct, yeah. correct. Seton Ramblers, Henley Footy Club, yeah. um, it, it's community time and, and obviously there'll be restrictions on when they need to be turned off at night, but you know, our programs will be finished by 8.30 at night. Okay, so. yeah, oh, that well, clears that up. Yeah, that clears that up. Then now, 
Let's well, drag the elephant in. Well, we've been talking for over five years about the fact that ultimately there'll be an AFL reserves competition and that would impact on the sandfall. It seems like it's ramped up now with Port Adelaide mm. being more vocal. They're talking to the AFL about it. We spoke to Matthew Richardson last night. We heard Chris Davies on other networks yesterday. Uh, they're all talking to the AFL about it, but they're not talking to you directly about it. Uh, can you tell us what your position is in regards to... Port Adelaide and the Crows uh, may be wanting to get out of their contract early. Well, firstly, um, you know, Port Adelaide have spoken to us. We have we have ongoing discussions about um, the teams in the um, in the Sanford competition. Mm. We have those on an annual basis yep. with the Adelaide Football Club as well. Um, and and it's, it's no it's no secret that mm. Port Adelaide have, have indicated that they would like to be um, uh, either in a competition that is equal. Has similar rules to what other AFL clubs have mm. um, in the competitions they play in, um, or, or you know ultimately have an AFL reserves competition. So that's we're aware of that. Um, we uh, you know we we want what's best for football in this state. Um, we believe that the current format does work uh, very well. Is it perfect? No, but does it work very well? Yes. Um, the two AFL clubs here. Um, while they'll argue that um, they don't have as uh, much access to the top-end talent for mm. their top-up players, they do have the advantage of playing in the best competition outside of the AFL. And uh, when you look at the VFL results this year and you see scores of 200 exactly. points to nothing, yeah. um, you know there is a significant advantage in playing the sample competition. But, but it, isn't, it isn't perfect. We get that. Um, and, and we'll continue to have those discussions with uh, with the AFL, with both AFL clubs, and you know, hopefully at the end of the day we can get a an outcome mm. um, which is really good for both AFL clubs and really good um, for the Sandful and to make sure that the Sandful remains, you know, the premier um, state league competition yeah. outside of the AFL. And that's a yeah. mature approach. Yeah. That is the mature approach we're expecting. Now, Darren, we were discussing this on Wednesday night and Roach brought up one of the reasons that Port Adelaide won out. It's because of the free kick disparity, which I questioned. I know statistically that that might be genuine, but surely you can't use that as part of your argument to get out of the competition. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. Look, yeah, so clubs talk to us about that. Um, yeah, there is there is a disparity. I can't I mm. can't um, ignore the numbers, but you know we we have a really clear clear mandate with our umpiring department. Our umpires go out and umpire the game, um, and they umpire to the rules and they make decisions uh, throughout a game. And um, I, I can absolutely guarantee you there's no deliberate uh, strategy here. But if for whatever reason the way that the AFL clubs uh, play, train, Tackle. approach they take. Um, tackle uh, is is resulting in that, and our umpiring is is a little different to what the AFL has. You know, the same rules except for a, a couple, um, but overall, it's umpired very, very well. Our competition, but um, you know, is slightly the interpretations are slightly different at times with AFL. So, um, but I can assure you, um, the AFL clubs will, will, will raise that from time to time. But that mm. is not a major concern for them. So, Darren, let's. Get very serious about it. We've been talking about what football should look like on a national scale since the 80s. You and I lived it in the watching the Crows formed in 90, then Port go in the second license, the expansion with West Coast, etc., etc. But we've never had a great football plan. If we were to do the blank sheet of paper, 
How do we set up this so-called pyramid with the AFL at the top and make sure that the Sandful, the Waffle, the VFL and grassroots footy are going to be looked after? It's a good, it's a good question. And, and part of the issue becomes because you're trying to expand the game into New South Wales and Queensland mm. um, you're, and you've got 10 clubs in Victoria, you're making decisions which are significantly different in every state. Yeah. And you're making decisions in Queensland and New South Wales to help grow the game as well as uh, provide mm. talent and make sure you've got two successful AFL clubs in both states. In Victoria, trying to manage 10 clubs in traditional environments with uh, a combination of different scenarios with, mm. with, the, with the VFL. And West Australia you know, is similar to us, but it's not the same. They have their own challenges. So, look, it's, it's a complex problem. Um, do we think we've got the best structure out of the lot, we absolutely do. And I think having a really good state league structure is really, really important. So is we th- it perfect, as I said before? No, it's not. So if there's a way that we can work together um, and come up with a solution that gives yep. our best young, talented players um, the best chance to play AFL footy, um, and, and which is really, really important, because they're not all going to do it. In fact, a very small proportion will. Um, the best chance to have long sample careers at our eight sample clubs if they don't get an opportunity to play out for footy, then that's the model that we need. And I, I, I think, you know, I think there's a model there, and I'm sure we can work together and, and come up with a really, uh, a really, um, in, you know, improved model on what I would say is the best model in Australia currently. So, okay. you know, but that's going to require. Um, you know, the, the AFL to, to have a really open mind to things as well. Um, and, uh, I mean, the, the, the advantage that some of the AFL clubs have in, in you know, I guess, New South Wales and Queensland is, is not so much the structure, it's the draft concessions they get. The so oh, yeah. if they had, it doesn't matter about the structure that sits underneath them. They ultimately, you could have structure, whatever structure you wanted, but if you don't get the draft concessions to go with it, they're all, the structure's a waste of time. Mm, okay. um, so we would love nothing more to see South Australian talent stay in South Australia, and the best mm. South Australians get the first option to play for the Crows and Power. That'd be, that'd be an outstanding result. Yeah, would be too. All right, Darren, we're going to have to get mm, you back on. There's so much to talk about. We need to jump into a break. Uh, we, it's inevitable that we think that the Crows and Port will not be part of the sample, whether it's in three years or five years. Uh, so then we'll explore whether you stay at eight teams, you bring in Darwin, Alice Springs, or another Adelaide Hills franchise. There's a lot to talk <laughs> oh, about. Revive West Torrens, he wants bring to say. He Eagles, wants to say revive Eagles, West yeah. Torrens. Hey, Darren, really appreciate your time. Hopefully we can talk again before we go on Hollies. We appreciate your time today. <laughs> Thanks, Kibo. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. Uh,